0: As you remain standing for the reading of God's word, this year of 2017 is the year of supernatural favor. This is the beginning of the third series of this year. We said to you at the beginning of this year that God has given us seven different series. Each one highlights the life of someone in the Bible who had God's supernatural favor on their lives. The first series was Abraham. Second, last month, was Joseph. And now, in this month of March, amen, month in which many celebrate women's history all over the world, we are sharing the testimony of a supernatural woman, Mother Jackson. (laughs) Amen. Ruth, I heard she did a great job Thursday night introducing Ruth to us. Ruth is the subject of our study for this month. The first chapter of the book of Ruth is where our text is found. And this morning, we want, for a full context of what we want you to hear, we invite you to go with us to verse 1. We are reading from verse 1. Ruth 1, verse 1, the New Living Translation. And it reads... In the days when the judges ruled in Israel, a severe famine came upon the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah left his home and went to live in the country of Moab, taking his wife and two sons with him. The man's name was Amiliak, and his wife was Naomi. Their sons were Malon and Kilian. They were Aphrodites from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. And when they reached Moab, they settled there. But look at verse 3. Then Elimelech died, and Naomi was left with her two sons. The two sons married Moabite women. One married a woman by the name of Orpah and the other a woman by the name of Ruth. Look at this church. But about 10 years later, both Malin and Killian died. This left Naomi alone without her two sons or her husband. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of this word. Ten years later, her sons died. And the text says, this left Naomi alone without her two sons or her husband. Catch the hands of someone that is standing next to you and here's the subject. Here's the first message of this series. The series is entitled A Commitment of Faithfulness and here is message number one. Some of you God sent you here today to hear this word. Someone listening by way of radio, someone viewing by way of internet because this is your testimony. This is somebody's testimony this morning. Squeeze those hands and Look at somebody and say, when your situation changes for the worse. God bless you. You may be seated. What happens when bad becomes worse? When your situation. And note, I did not say if your situation. <laughs> because all of us have a testimony that our situations at some point in our lives have changed for the worse. Any testimonies in here? One way, one day. Next day, it was totally different. You went from Almost bad to real bad. Real bad to worse. And as the country folks say, from worse to worse. <laughs> Y'all do know that's not a word, right? <laughs> Amen. But I know how you feel. Because some days I woke up and had a worse spirit, nigga. It's hard. Back against the wall. Don't know what you're going to do. And so here's what God said. God says in this series, he wants us to examine the correlations between faithfulness and God's favor. And he wants us to examine it in the life of a blessed person. But rarely in the Bible, and I want you to hear this, rarely in Holy Scripture, was there someone who was blessed with God's favor who had not also been faithful to God's purpose for his or her life. In fact, their faithfulness usually preceded God's favor and not the other way around. There's a scripture in the book of Deuteronomy that puts it this way. It says, Now it shall come to pass, Deuteronomy chapter 28. It shall come to pass that if you diligently, or one translation says, If you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I, Moses, commanded to you today. That God will set you up above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord, your God. Tell somebody faithfulness comes first. Uh, Moses goes on to write. God says through the prophetic anointing of Moses, blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body that produces your ground and the increase of your hands and increase in your cattle. Then verse number five says, blessed shall shall your baskets and your kneeling bowl. Verse six says, blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. But I like verse number seven. The Lord will cause your enemies. Who rise up against you who, to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way, but flee before you seven different ways. Look at somebody and say, I'm blessed and highly favored. But that comes after faithfulness. That comes After faithfulness, there are some people who will pray to the Lord and they will say to God, if you bless me, I will promise to be faithful. God in return perhaps says to them, no, why don't you be faithful and watch me bless you? Because see, we want the blessings first and then we will promise to be faithful Uh, That's not faith. That is saying, Lord, if you, that's in fact, that's pimping God. "If, If you give me this, I promise to be faithful to you. Well, faithfulness is remaining steadfast and loyal regardless of the extenuating circumstances. Faithfulness is a hallmark of our character. It is a hallmark of our Christian character. It is not just what one says or what one does. Faithfulness is not your personality. It is your character. It is who you are. In fact, I often say to people, particularly couples that are about to get married and young couples, I say to them, don't you marry someone and hope you can turn them to be faithful. Amen. Because it's hard to do what mom and daddy couldn't do for 20 and 30 plus years. Preach Pastor Jackson. And then I just throw this out. No offense taken and no one in mind. I, I, I just preach to the walls when I preach. I get to every, I miss everybody in here. Help me understand something. I've always been puzzled by this. Help me understand when you hook up with somebody and marry somebody that you mess around with, and they were married, what make you think if they mess around with you, they won't mess around on you? Maybe I miss something. Y'all, y'all see me at the church and just tell me why that doesn't work. I just, I, I, I figured, if you got them that way, you'll lose them that way. Somebody say preach, pastor. And so i wait on, in, in, in fact, perhaps the greatest characteristic you can look for in a relationship is not if somebody's fine and how much money they got or, or they are a BMW. Y'all know what that means. I'm not talking about the car. I'm talking about the expression that somebody coined a long time ago. Uh, y'all, uh, y'all know what that means. Okay? So, uh, and, and it's not any of those things. But look for somebody who is not perfect. Because faithfulness does not mean that you've never made a mistake. It just means you don't enjoy making mistakes. Oh, I'm preaching now. Because there's some folk who it's not even a mistake. If you do it all over and over again, tell somebody, that's a pattern. Can I preach this? And so if you look for faithfulness, so does God. God wants faithfulness in his relationship. God wants people, I'm amazed. We, we are celebrating this weekend, the birthday of mother Alberta Simmons, 91 years old, and she is in church and every chance she gets, she even, I've seen her limp here. I've seen her help people, helped her down the aisles, but she's still, and, and I, when, when you compare young, healthy folk that are laying in their bed. Preach Pastor Jackson. And they got every excuse in the world why they can't serve God. Well, church folk ain't right. Well, church folk ain't never been right. And so if if you're waiting on church folk to get right, you won't ever go to anybody's church at any time. Because as long as you are there, something will be wrong with the situation. How do we measure up against that? How do you measure up against mothers with arthritis and high blood pressure and all kind of illness who press their weight week after week and sit under the anointing of God and we go, I'll catch you later. And then you wonder why God doesn't open windows for you. And you wonder why I can't ever seem to catch a break. Well, if you learn how to get on your knees and worship your God, if you learn how to bless God at all times, if you learn how to press your way in the midst of adversity, everybody got an issue. If you're looking for perfection, ain't nothing perfect, but you ought to come serve God in spite of everything because, Lord, I
1: bless you.
0: Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. Faithfulness work. If you want to enjoy God's favor in 2017, you need to ask yourself, am I committed to faithfulness? Am I committed to be with God? Am I committed to do all that God has called me to do? Listen, the author Edwin L. Cole writes this wonderful quote, and it says, and I quote, your faithfulness make you trustworthy to God. Think about that. He says, your faithfulness makes, because faithfulness make people trustworthy to you. You don't, you don't want to keep going to people who let you down over and over and over again. Amen, somebody? And so he he writes, your faithfulness makes you trustworthy to God. And then King Solomon understood this. Perhaps this is where the author, Edward L. Cole, got the inspiration. Proverbs 28 and verse 20 states that the trustworthy person will get a rich reward. The person that God can trust will get a rich reward person that God says I know you're not perfect and I, I know that even when you mess up you, you know how to come in and confess your faults before me and God says I can count on you when you can count on people, we're we living in a time where it's hard to count on folk. Now, folk could give you their word and it doesn't mean anything. Used to be a time where you can shake on it. You you can you can hold that handshake. It really that folk will now lie up in your face with no intent to keep their word. Am I right about it? But faithfulness still matters to the Lord. It still matters to the Lord that your yea is yea and your nay is yea. It still matters to the Lord that I, the old folk used to sing this song that they don't sing anymore, Deacon Johnny. I made a vow to the Lord and I can't take it back. The old folk, grew, when they made a vow, they made a vow and they, they held firm to their commitment. Well, I'm here to tell you that you've got to learn how to be faithful. And Jesus understood this. He teaches his disciples that it is important that they are faithful not just in what they may consider the most important things in life. We like to say, I'm faithful when it counts. I'm faithful in the big things. Well, I, I want to let you in on something because Jesus was convinced that if you cannot be faithful in little things, you can't be faithful in big things. Am I right about it? So he, he leads this word with his disciples in St. Luke Chapter 16 and verse number 10. He says to them, If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large. Well, let me, if people can't keep their word with little things, don't promote them and expect faithfulness. I know I've learned it firsthand, and I and I and I've seen it with the church and other folk. You you say, Well, let's try, if we elevate them. They will be faithful. No, if you were unfaithful and unreliable in little things, you will be just as unreliable in big things. Am I right about it? If you couldn't pick up paper, what make you think you can write papers? If you you couldn't speak to people when when, when you were getting out of your car, what make you think you can speak to them when you're going to be an usher on the door? If you've been mean six days of the week, what make you think you're going to be nice on Sunday? Am I right about it? Y'all know what I'm talking about. We've got some great ushers. You've seen them, Brother Anthony Mack, and others. You've got to work with people with mean spirits. And you wonder, why are they like that? Well, they've always been like that. You just thought you can do something that nobody else couldn't do. Outside of the Holy Ghost, you can't change people. And so what I've discovered in my limited capacity and whatever God has sent me to do, be it business, politics, or the church, that I would rather have somebody less qualified and more faithful than somebody overqualified with no faithfulness. Because if you're faithful, at least you'll show up and do your best. I know some prima donna, cute qualified people that are stuck on themselves and they ain't looking out for nobody but them. somebody shout faithful. God is looking for faithfulness. So Jesus says, if you can't be faithful in little things, you will never be faithful in greater responsibilities. As we look to the text, as we look at our text, this month, we are going to examine the testimony of Ruth. Ruth was someone who was totally committed to being faithful regardless of the circumstances that were around her. But here's what God said to me. Mother God says, it is impossible to appreciate the testimony of Ruth without first taking a look at the testimony of another woman whose life impacted Ruth and her name was Naomi. And so on this Sunday, God says, Look at Naomi, her story. Her story, Naomi's story, was the foundation that shaped the testimony of Ruth. Not only did it shape the testimony of Ruth, but Naomi's story shaped the testimony of the nation of Israel. If there had not been a Naomi, perhaps there would not have been a David. Without David, there wouldn't have been Solomon. And when you read the book of Matthew and you look at the lineage of Jesus, it all started because there was an elderly lady by Naomi who went through a very difficult time. Can I share with you the story of Naomi? Naomi was the wife of a man from Bethlehem by the name of Ameliak. Ameliak In order to escape the severe famine in his homeland of Israel. Remember this, he was from Bethlehem. This is the prophetic voice of God. You know what Isaiah wrote that the Savior would be from Bethlehem? You know when Mary and Joseph had to go back and deliver the Christ child? It was in Bethlehem. It all began with this story. So he was from Bethlehem, Milead, and he was married to a wonderful woman by the name of Naomi. And they had two sons by the name of Malin and Killian. They experienced a famine in the land of Israel. Somebody say, look at God. God is setting him up for a blessing. Sometimes before God can bless you, he's had to carry you through something. And so he, he speaks to Amiliac, and he tells him to do something that had to have been difficult. To leave the land of Israel and to relocate your family in the land of your enemies. The land of Moab. Let me explain to you why this was so difficult. Moab was one of those nations when the children of Israel and Joshua were conquering the land. Would not allow the children of Israel to come through their land. And God deemed them enemies. God said in the book of Deuteronomy... You have no dealings with the Moabites, for they are your enemy. They are contrary to the will of God. They worship many gods. They were polytheistical in their theological teaching and trainings. And so God did not want them to have any reference with the nation of Israel. So go with me, if you will, and imagine this man, Ameliech, in such dire straits. Because there was no food to eat in Israel. And the only way he could feed his family, in his opinion, was he had to go to a strange land. And he had to live among strange people. But he had to trust what God is doing. Sometimes God's plan is not always uh, something that we understand. But God knew exactly what he was doing. And so he moves his family and it's because The situation was bad. But now the situation is going to get even worse. Look at verse 3 of the text. And verse 3 says, Elimelech dies, leaving his wife, Naomi, and their two sons to this unfamiliar place to make it on their own. Imagine, Naomi, I didn't want to come here. I don't know anybody from here. Uh, and I have my husband as my rock and my foundation. But God, what are you doing? My husband is now dead. And I'm stuck in this strange place. In this strange land. Touch somebody say, God's got a plan. I showed up to tell you that when you don't understand what God is doing, you've got to trust that God will make a way somehow. Look at sister Naomi, old in her age, in a strange land. Husband is now dead, but at least she has her two grown sons who have since married two women from Moab by the name of Orpah and Ruth at least Naomi can say Elimelech may not be here but I've got Malin and I've got Killian and these young boys are going to take care young men are going to take care of their mama but something happened Touch your neighbor, say, neighbor, what do you do when your situation changes for the worse? Husband is now dead. Ten years later, both boys die the same year. Malon is dead and Killian is dead and now. Sister Ruth is in this strange land By herself with two daughter-in-laws Not knowing how she's gonna make ends meet Because the Israeli custom was When a widow is there Then they've got to find a man in the family To take care of the widow It was called kinsman redeemer but she was in a strange little land, Sal, and she didn't know if she had a kinsman redeemer or not. But that's all right, because when mama can't help you and daddy can't help you, anybody know that God will make a way somehow? I need to see some praises in here that ever had your back against the wall and... The devil said, I've got you now because what are you going to do now? What you thought you had, you no longer have. Who you thought you can depend on is no longer there. What are you going to do now? Naomi said, don't even call me Naomi. She used this Hebrew word, call me Mara, which means I am bitter that God had dealt treacherously with me. She felt heartbroken. She felt alone. She felt, how am I going to make it now? But I stopped by to tell somebody no matter how it looks, something good is coming out of this help me preach to somebody and say neighbor i know it's not easy but something good can come out of this i wish i had just a few praisers who's ever had your back against the wall and you didn't know what to do and the devil told you you ought to give up but Somehow, God reminded you that I'm not through blessing you yet. Can I get... Somebody help me say, yeah. Tell the Lord, yeah. All I need is just a few praises. rest of you can sit down, but is there anybody in the house whose backs were against the wall and didn't know how you were going to make it. And the enemy was all in your ear to tell you it's over now. But somehow God dropped the word in your spirit and said, Be not weary in well doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not leave your sheet and touch two people say something
1: good is coming out of this
0: can i preach i feel like preaching i know i ought to slow this down for reasons you don't need to know about. But God told me today, if you hold on a little while longer, I need to speak into somebody's life. There's some Naomi's out there that the devil has told you a lie. The devil say your situation will become your destiny. But grab
1: somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, God told me to tell you, your situation
2: is
0: not your destiny. It's not where you're going to end up.
1: Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yes, Lord.
0: Somebody give God a Shabbat, hallelujah, from the depths of your
1: going on look at somebody say I feel like going on when trials come on every side y'all excuse me I feel like going on touch somebody say God's got a plan God's got a plan. God's got a plan.
0: It's not over yet.
1: Courage somebody, say it's not over yet. Come on, tell somebody it's not over yet. The devil is a liar.
0: Your situation is not your destiny where you're going to end up is not what you're going through. Look somebody in the eye and say, God said where you're going to end up is not what you're going
1: through. ready for every naomi for every naomi god's got a plan god's about to do something supernatural that only god can y'all excuse me somebody needs to put a praise on that Praise on it. Get your mic, Francis. Put a praise on it. Put a praise on it. Put a praise on it. There's a miracle. There's a miracle in this room. There's a miracle. There's a miracle with your name on it. There's a healing in this room, and it's here for me. Come on, somebody. There's There's a breakthrough in this room. Time. there's a miracle. There's a miracle in this room. With your name. Tell with somebody. Name
0: there's a breakthrough.
1: There's a healing in this room. There's a healing and it's here for you. There's a breakthrough. Breakthrough in this room. price on it somebody put a prize on it you wanna put a prize on it somebody put a prize on it get ready get ready get ready Ooh.
0: look at somebody and say what you're going through is not the end of your story say God is not through with you yet. You may be old, you may be sick, but God still
2: got some miracles
0: with your name on it. You may have
1: had a hard time and your situation may have changed for the worse, but get ready, get ready, get. Tell somebody, get ready.
0: right meet me at this altar every Naomi every Naomi that the devil told you your situation is your destiny tell the devil you are a liar I'm better than what I'm going through I'm greater than what I'm going through
1: say Lord turn it around say Lord I feel something in here on this first Sunday in the month of March in the year 2017 God told me to declare to somebody that I'm about to turn your situation around Somebody do your hands like this. Say, turn here.
0: Oh, y'all excuse us. We are about to have some church in here.
1: Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you ain't seen nothing yet. When God takes you through this, God's going to burn something out of you that's going to bless somebody else. Get ready, get ready. God is about to burn something.
0: tears Naomi but what you're going through is not going to be your final destiny
1: but God has a plan but God has a plan somebody say God's got a plan Woo!
0: Done, but I'm not through. Come back on Tuesday night. And we've got three key points that we want to leave with you on Tuesday night. But I want you to listen to this anointed song. Brother Cedric McFadden is coming. The song is written by Vashon Mitchell and it's simply entitled, Turning It Around For Me tell somebody God is turning it around for you I, I discovered something I was on a cruise ship once a hu- huge cruise ship and they were they had announced that the ship was going to turn around and head back and it was hours and hours later and it doesn't seem like it turned I remember having a conversation with somebody and they said, oh, the captain says a, a ship this big takes a lot longer to turn around. But it's been turning around all along. And you just weren't aware of it. And when I woke up the next morning, the cruise ship, was at port, it had turned around. Listen to this. Tell your neighbor, it turned around overnight when we didn't realize it had been turning all along. Woo, who am I speaking to? And so Vashon Mitchell writes these words, sometimes discouraged, but not defeated. Sometimes I'm cast down but not destroyed. There are times I don't understand but I believe I need you to help me speak to somebody and say but I believe it's turning around for me. I've had struggles and disappointments. There are times I felt so alone. In fact, some of my friends, they let me down but I still believe any faith walkers in here I still believe it's turning around for me I can see the breaking of day God is making a way tell somebody a change is coming for me if I stand strong and believe there is no reason to doubt. I know that God is working it out. I grab somebody by the hand and say it's turning around for me. Ooh. Yeah,
2: Sometimes yeah. discouraged. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. But not
0: defeated. Saying Cedric, thank you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cast down. Cast down uh, but not destroy There are times I don't understand But I believe it's turning around for me yeah, yeah. I pastor take those
0: hands and place it on your hearts
2: right now. and disappointment.
0: the Lord's talking to you right now
2: their're tired
0: so alone
2: built so alone Thank you. Yeah. some of my friends some of my friends say, they let me die <laughs> But I still believe I
0: still believe
2: It's turning around for me Ooh. Around for me It's turning Around for me Ooh. Yeah. Around for me It's turning around for me Help me say, around for me Around for me, around for me. It's turning around for me, and Ooh. I can see the breaking of day. I can see it. It's God about that. is making a way. Yeah. A change is coming Ooh. for me. Changes are coming yeah. if I stand strong and I believe. Ooh. There's no reason to doubt. I know, no, He's working it out, and it's turning around for me. Uh, uh,
0: listen to this part.
2: I like it. Put your arms around somebody else.
0: Like tell them it won't always be like this.
2: He will perfect. And that concern ah, oh, so I and sue
0: Won't always encourage somebody right now. I Tell him yeah, listen.
2: listen turn around. Around for me,
0: Ooh,
2: hey. It won't always, always be
0: like. This. I need you to encourage somebody. Say so it won't be like this always. The Lord will perfect. yes he will. I hear you
2: Lord. I hear you Lord. Hear you, Lord. The sooner sooner
1: Come on,
2: Shoot church. Tell them sooner. Later. Yeah, yeah. It will turn. It's turning around. I believe that it will, that it will. turn it turning around.
0: Listen. The lesson I learned on a cruise ship was that the bigger the vessel the longer it takes to turn but it's turning some of you got some issues you've been dealing with for a long time and people expect you to be a different way overnight you just got to let them know I'm a work in progress it may take you longer than it takes somebody else That's because your vessel is larger and and God's got more for you than what anybody else has. But guess what? It's turning around. Tell somebody again it's turning around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. It's
2: turning around for me.
0: I need you to encourage somebody and tell them it's turning around for me.
2: For me. Around for around for me it's turning around for me Shh,
0: listen as we close those eyes to those that are viewing by way of the internet to those that are listening by way of radio when your situation changes for the worse here's the answer Wait on God to turn it around. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wait on God to turn it around. Tell somebody it's turning around. You. It begins with that vertical relationship. It's you and God. It's just you and God. And God will never leave you nor forsake you. The question I leave with you this day is where are you with your vertical relationship with God? God has given you an opportunity to make a commitment of faithfulness. And I want you to take note that this series is not called a commitment to perfection. Because none of us can be perfect. None of us can confess that perfection will be in our lives the rest of our life. But God said you can be faithful. Faithful means I'll wake up every morning and I'll give you my best and if I stumble I'll I'll brush myself off and ask for your forgiveness and still give you my best and if I'm flawed I'm flawed being faithful because God is turning it around for you after this prayer someone in here God is challenging you to meet me at this altar Because this is the first day of a brand new life for you. God is about to do something that only God can do. When I woke up the next morning on that cruise ship, it had already turned. (laughs) It had already turned. It turned overnight. (laughs) It turned when I wasn't paying attention. Look at somebody and say, it's turning. You just don't know it. That husband of yours is turning. That child of yours is turning. Woo! Uh, You just don't know it. (laughs) God says, it's working out. Close those eyes. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. The psalm said, it won't always be this way. You will perfect that which is concerning us. sooner or later... It would turn in our favor. You're turning it around for us. There are some Naomi's among us. There are some of us who our situations went from bad to worse. It got so bad that we didn't think we would make it. The enemy told us that our situation has become our destiny but you declared prophetically to us that the devil is a lie, that your situation is not your destiny. You would not end up with what you're going through. (laughs) And I say thank you, Lord. Thank you for that word. Thank you for what you're doing here today. Thank you for those who would take that next leap of faith and says, I need you to turn it around for me. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And all of those who stand with me on that word, declare amen, amen. Put your arms around somebody, say he's turning around for you. Come on, if you want to join the church, if you want to commit to something greater than yourself, come on. If if you're ready to give God the next step, come stand with me at this altar i wait right here on you that's right somebody's walking down the aisle right now thank you young man thank you somebody whoever you are wherever you are if you're here right now thank you come come stand with me
2: it won't always be like this he will perfect that me. Or sooner or later,
0: you turn Turns somebody else. Neighbor. you got to have the faith to step out. Turn you have to day have the faith turn to step out.
1: Sooner or later, sooner or sooner later, later. Sooner or somebody, later. Or
0: somebody else is coming wherever you are. Turn. turn. turn in
1: Watch God. Later.
0: Somebody, God's calling you my to way walk way way out way by way. faith. Somebody sooner else, so it.
2: thank you. Lift those hands and worship. Yes, it it sooner, 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 sooner or later, sooner or later, it turns in my favor. Sooner or later, someone else. God's turning. Someone else, is
0: there anyone else? Clap your hands and give God a hand of praise. Come on as we celebrate what God's
2: gonna do. in my favor. Come on. Turning
0: around for me. One more time. Go tell somebody it's turning
2: around. Yes it will. Turning around. Turning around for me. Say so. Turn around.